from Amaya Media. This is CSR One. I'm Chuck Desai. And I'm Courtney Brandt. Hello. Hello. So this is our season wrap up for uh, season three, uh, which concluded last week. And uh, typically we come back and we talk about what the highlights of the season were. Uh, this time around, I think our first question is a little bit different, which is to talk about the season itself. Just yes. considering that we got started uh, before the lockdowns. We did. We I think we had every intention of starting. So for those who maybe don't remember, we've, we wrapped in kind of October 2019. I had a ton of travel. I had a lot of intention. And then we just somehow got started in kind of winter 2020. And at that time, kind of January, February, when we were putting together who we were going to interview – the world was completely different. Um, and then we got to our last one. And actually, I think, I can't remember. Who were we going to record that we had to kind of go, oh, we, we can't record this anymore? Danny? No. Danny Danny was the last one we did. Um, this is when the, the restrictions just began. And well, we didn't, we, how do you interpret those? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't know at the time, right? So with Danny, we kind of switched. What we did is we switched uh, locations. So we yes. said, we're going to stop going to public places. I think that was the initial thing. We had that chat about. Yeah. Um, how because we generally record in cafes and stuff as we did with say, picture happiness project yes right? um and then and so we we changed locations we did it from home but then we went into a 24-hour lockdown and things got really serious right yes. and that completely changed it changed the season for us as it well right absolutely because, did because the the if you look at the response um heather was stop and help david and then farida would those episodes even existed had the lockdown not happened at the moment, the basic need is food, clearly, okay. um, because that's that that's been been brought about by COVID, by the fact that you know people have just got no money, no income, and to see it just grow exponentially. Like I think that the week that we recorded to the week that we released the episode to where they are now, and when this episode drops, it is amazing to see the community just come together and just watch that grow. Um, I know it's Heather and her entire team, but it's just been, it's it's probably the one that I talk to the most. Like when people are like, oh, you know, how's the season going? I'm like, you got to hear about this thing. You can help somebody. You can help a family. You can make a difference. Right. And I, and I think it's, uh, I mean, even there, if you look at their numbers, right, the number of families they've helped, the number of volunteers they've got. Um, every week we see, uh, you know, new people jumping on board to be like, oh, I'd like to help a family. I'd like to help a family, which is fabulous, right? So, so would you would you consider them your favorite episode of the season? If I had to pick, I think we'll see. Um, my heart is a little belongs a little to P Head, um, and again, in another world, you know, like P Head and Fathers and Children, you know, that is like what I would be the most excited about. I like P Head, I think, because it's this secret COVID project, which I know it, it's all related somehow, but that somebody took. You know, everyone's taken their time and done something different with it. And here's this like perfect little project that's come out of it. I also am a little, you know, it's the spinnies back. It's the spinnies back, but it's my dog got to be a model for the, the, she's done a range of, um, of leads and collars and my poppy who I adopted during COVID, another COVID (laughs) reaction. Um, you know, it's just to see somebody's creativity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorites. <laughs> it's like making you pick between eight yeah, kids. But no, right? no, I, I would say seeing what Heather's done, seeing how many lives she's touched, I, can't, I just can't help but be so impressed. But then I'd say that about David <laughs> and I would say that about Farida. We said we need to find a way to continue supporting the restaurants that we've loved, that we've built almost family-like relationships with over the past seven years. And we also need to see if we can help 
uh, our neighbors who have also been affected by COVID. And this is where the idea of stay home, gift a meal uh, was actually born. The foodie in me, you know, um, frying pan adventures to, to get that many people fed and, you know, to just have to worry about where your next meal comes from. Uh, and then to have the restaurant aspect of that and, and to pay them ahead of time. There's so many things you can see the thought process that's behind that. It's not enough to just give you a meal. She's actually paying the restaurants ahead of time. And I just love it. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that was their dilemma, right? When they were trying to set up something to try and help. And they, they did a couple other things as well. But their entire thing, and of course, it has to do with the fact that they're so passionate about the restaurants and and especially those restaurants in there and Bardubai that have been around for so long and have so much history to them and culture to them. Um, that those businesses were going, they were one of the largest sufferers of the lockdowns, right? Because they lost all of their footfall. And so I think it's it's really great that they, they kind of interwove that into it to say, not just, hey, we're going to cook and feed people, but let's actually donate money to the restaurants who can then get paid and hopefully then support their own teams so they get supported and their people getting fed. And I think that that entire ecosystem of support is fabulous at this time. Um, for me, I... I yeah, you're right. It is very difficult to pick one. There's but, a lot, yeah. as with every season, there's a lot of good work going on. Yeah, I, 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 I want to give David a bit of a shout out, I think, because it's been very, very tough. Uh, businesses are, are still being impacted and will continue to be for a while. Uh, you look at everything from people losing jobs to having salary cuts to, you know, the whole, the whole layer of it. Uh, but I think one of the biggest problems that we're not... Uh, and it's very difficult to quantify is the fact that you can't go home, especially in a country like here where you know, 80, 90% expat population and the connect back home is so important. Um, and then when you lose your job and then you're just stuck here, right? Which by the way, so is David, right? And I think that that sort of, um, and how he took that and how he converted that. I just read the messages. I was deeply affected by it. And I said, I need to do something. I'm just sitting here at home watching Netflix might as well do something with my time. And that's that's how it all started, really. We created a WhatsApp group, and within days, the number grew. You see, like when I watch, and obviously I still follow him on social media, and I would really push everybody to do so, he's the kind of person that I see, and I see a real individual, and I know he's working with a team. I don't want to take anything away from them. But when I see his posts, I think there's one person who's doing something, and his, for me, motivate me in like a different way than the others do because he's really just like one guy doing all this stuff, like putting a plane together to get people home. And it is so inspiring to know just like just that he was in my even that I had friends that knew him. And now hopefully like he considers me a friend. But no, I, I love seeing what one person really can do. No, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, for, for me as well, there's a connect because, of course, it's, he was doing it for, for flights to India. And we have a, a tremendous population here of people from the subcontinent, of course, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them lost jobs and wanted to go back home and they couldn't because there were no flights and so on. So just that whole, even the logistics of not just putting the flight together, but actually getting the flight to go. It's a complicated system in the UAE. And to find how all of our guests have found, not workarounds, but have found ways to just say, you know, if there's a monetary element, we're not going to be a part of it. This is this is a one-to-one transaction where if I want to buy a ticket home for someone, I go to the travel agency. I'm not paying David specifically. He's not a part of that. Um, to see the kind of creativity and to see maybe even how technology's played a part in this, you know, that if imagine everybody's stuck in their homes in April and you just 
you're on Excel and you're on Zoom calls, but you somehow make these things come together, it's even more amazing to think about. Right, and he told us, and I mean, on the episode as well, that they've already set up the spreadsheet for flight three. And uh, every time I, I think about that episode or I think about the season, I, I just look at that. Like you said, it motivates me in a different way. Yeah, because he's, I don't know he's why. Really, yeah, because it's like he's that he's that the most important cog in that whole chain, and mm-hmm. he's making it just turn constantly, which I think is just very. Um, I mean, it's it's fabulous at a time like this when. Um, and to see his, um, you know, the nights when he goes to the airport. And you know he's not sleeping that night, right? So he's got to get all these people here. They have six forms to fill out. They have to make sure it's not. It's until the plane physically takes off that they can be like, okay. Yeah, and sometimes there's immigration issues and this yep. stuff, like closing visa files and all of that. Like the whole process uh, is quite naturally complicated. Uh, and to then step up and say, you know what? I'm going to help these people out and I'm going to make sure that they get to sit on that plane yeah. before I call it. And go see their families and and, yeah. and see it on the other end too. I, I mean, obviously I didn't realize, did realize that there's a piece on the other end, but it could be a journey that, you know, the, air, the airplane might be the, the easy part, right? By the time you actually cross state lines and get across. And um, again, with, with all the restriction that it, it, it is very complicated. And so it's it's amazing what he's doing. So any predictions for season four? <laughs> wow, I don't know, man. When I look back at this season, I think it's so... Um, we can use this season almost as a way to describe what has happened to humanity in the last few months because when we started it, we had no inclination that anything was going to happen. None at all. When we started recording, when we did the first two, we started getting this feeling that like, okay, something's happening and we kind of have to keep our eyes open. And then when we got to, I think, the third or the fourth episode when like restrictions started hitting and so we had to actually shut down. Yep. Um, and then, you know, with everybody going online, we started moving online. So we did an online, we did our first online episode mm-hmm. with Frank Pan, uh, and we, which we did as a remote recording to kind of see how that whole thing would play. Um, and then now here we are uh, still with some restrictions in place, yeah. but recording in person again and, and so on. And we've done, so for example, David. Uh, and I'm trying to think him, that so. um, it w- is like, was there just a time when we were like, okay, it's time to get back to this? Like we just kind of started again. It's so funny because there isn't a date in my mind where I woke up and I was like, okay, we're ready to be back in person. I feel safe. I feel comfortable doing this. Obviously we've been compliant throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but looking back at, you know, there's just this kind of black hole in this gap. <laughs> and I hope, I don't know, I get so much enjoyment out of do, seeing you in person and, yeah, yeah, and meeting our guests in person yeah. and eating their fabulous cookies. Thank you, Vahid. <laughs> um, but it's, it, I hope, it's my optimistic hope that as we go forward and get back to finding new guests, um, that we do continue to see them in person. But I don't mind recording from my house. Like, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but my dog's in the corner. And it's very calm here versus some of the challenges we might have had in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I think I think it's uh, this, this period has shown all of us what we're capable of. It's shown us a little bit about, hey, kind of like, actually, this thing that you were you thought would be weird, for example, recording at home would be like, oh, no, no, we'll go somewhere yeah. out. Uh, actually, is not that bad, right? And it actually works out really well. Um, so th- there are there are some things we've learned along the way. Um, I, I find it, like I said, I, I think it's just interesting to see the evolution of the season kind of mirrored the evolution of everything we went through in lockdown and coming out of lockdown and so on. And I think we had that, we still had that drive, right? Because we had already started, like I said, we'd recorded about four or five already. Um, and I think because... The purpose of the show and and its goal to try and get people to use social media better and to try and support initiatives in the community that are doing good things. And I mean, what better time for the community to come together than than all of this, the the crisis that that has happened. And 
And we've seen as a result of which, like almost every initiative we did post lockdown has all been around COVID, right? And or the, or the impact of COVID. So whether you look at David's stuff, or you look at what Frying Pan is doing. Christine, just making pee head out of out of nothing, basically, right? Yeah. So if you're stuck in, you know, your your place, wherever it is for a month, a lot of these initiatives just came out of that. Um, and it's been incredible to see. I think, I don't know if maybe in this post, well, we're not post, but in the world we live in now, I won't say the new normal because that's, Thank you. we don't, we don't <laughs> want to say that. People might be a little more focused on what they want to do, what there is interesting to them, what is motivating them. And if I would say maybe that might be, if I look at the season as a whole, that's kind of like the overwhelming kind of vibe I get is that this is all, these are people who are showing up. Um, a lot of times it's, you know, they're donating their time most of the time and they're just doing this, you know, and maybe six months ago, they might have just been kind of living their lives. And now they have this whole other piece. Um, it's pretty incredible. And if you look at the other side of it, right? So if you look at uh, Fathers at Camping, mm-hmm. so they had so much going on for them. And, and they were impacted in, in the other way, right? So they were unfortunately yeah. stuck because they couldn't make the trips that they wanted to make. Yeah. And the, the experience they wanted to take the kids on. So how they kind of reorganized to say, okay, well, in that case, we're going to figure out a way to uh, do smaller things and we'll do them local for now and at least let's get the kids back out and about now that the restrictions are easing um, so that they don't lose out on the experiences and stuff because it's been hard for kids. So Yeah, I'm I'm always curious to see who we'll end up um, speaking to next and, and, you know, people don't know that, you know, guests fall through and things, you know, get closed and, and even week to week, I think that's that might be another thing that's very different about the season that in 2019, we were just kind of going along and it's good to see you and here's our guests and they're all amazing. And now it's like, what has happened? From the last time I saw you, even now, I saw you three days ago. There's been a terrible plane crash. What happened in Beirut? I, that didn't happen until the last time I saw you. And it, it just is in one week, so much can change. Um, I'm hoping that it will be more positive and less negative, um, but we'll, it remains to be seen. So uh, so thank you, of course, everybody for joining us on this season. Thank you to all our amazing guests for taking out time and, and coming and talking to us and sharing about their initiatives, which has been, as you always say, like super inspiring every single yes. time, right? Yes. Um, and even, and, and we look at it from a post-COVID lens, um, the initiatives we spoke to who have just kind of sprung up and come together because of it. Uh, it's so inspiring. So we're very grateful for that. Uh, and we hope you'll join us on the next season. When we yeah, and we that hope together. we hope that you've you know in each season maybe there's uh, something that you connect with or maybe you're inspired by. I would love that somebody listened and maybe started something out that's very optimistic. But I would love to see um, you know let us know. Let us know which episode, of course, you know resonates the most with you. Yeah, and and tag us. You can so you can find us on social media at CSR One. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just tag us on the fact that either you, uh, whether you volunteered with somebody, whether you helped out somewhere um, or started something. Or, the, yeah, we don't yeah. know because I know there's, that's just digging back. Like each week you hear about something, somebody will come to us and say, and I had no idea and it's never been on my radar. And now it is. And it's just, I'm, I'm inspired. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, so that's it for us for this season for now. And we'll be back soon. Yeah. Bye.